Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this throwdown version of the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. He is in KC for the draft. In case you didn't know, there's a thing called the NFL Draft tomorrow night. <laughs> Not sure if anybody's talking about it because the games were so great on TNT last night. But there is this little thing called the NFL Draft. And Rich is there for all 750,000 hours of it over the next couple of days. I'll be at Little League with Cage Brockman, but that's a whole different story. We will talk about that later because it was one of the highlights of my week. But TJ Jefferson, good to see you. Are you okay today? Want to check in on your on your heart and your head? Yeah, there it is. It comes with being a Clippers fan, Susie. Oh, does it though? You you get used to heartbreak. You get used to disappointment, and so. uh... (laughs) But should you, Chris Brockman, is the question. Obviously, we know news of the day that Kawhi Leonard, the torn meniscus in the knee, that was operated on a couple years ago. I got two of them. My meniscuses. I will donate both of them. Menisci. Those. That too. It's too late now, but I would have. We're going to talk about this, Chris Brockman. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not not for nothing, but I have torn my ACL. I have torn my meniscus twice. Would Kobe have sat on the oh, bench stop. watching oh, if he I tore a meniscus, TJ? Because I have to ask Chris Brockman as we needle in the morning on yeah. this throwdown Wednesday. I mean, usually we have fun, and now it's, you know... Do you know I forgot the booze, but I did bring yeah, the sidecar donuts, so we you, got that going for us, I, too. I still yeah. think we have champagne in the refrigerator. So, oh, we do! What are you sitting yes. there for then, Chris, to talk about the Celtics just at no, the last second? No, I don't want to talk about the Celtics. Ice on we goes, oh. This series should be over. We should have swept them, and now it's probably going to go seven games because the Celtics are the dumbest great team I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, as I sat there watching Bob Kraft and Danny Kraft in the background, yeah, I was sitting in the, in the front row on the court. I saw Bob Kraft there, and I'm like, yeah, hey, there's AKK. Good morning. How hey, are you? How are you? How's your mother? But by the way, Make I a mean, shot, you Trey Young, dubs. who are you, bro? I mean, that, we've seen him do that many I times. Mean, that 24-year-old yeah. has, uh, that's why they call him Ice Trey. But, I, was, I mean, That was Brockman range right there. Oh, here he is. Okay, that's sad. And that's cute. And by the way, poor Chris <laughs> comes in. I see him yesterday. He says, God, my shoulder's really sore. I threw a lot to, to Cooper the other day. I'm like, it was wiffle ball, bro. Yeah, my man was icing himself down throwing wiffle ball with Cooper. It was so. wiffle ball, bro. I literally iced my elbow and shoulder Sunday night after playing wiffle ball with Cooper. Yeah, you did. And so by you, the way, you like, really might want to stay off the pickleball court then. I mean... There were a lot of rain delays. There were a lot of rain, <laughs> lot delays. Of rain delays. Cooper's the like the worst red ass. Ah, Cage is going in front of the ball, in front of the strike zone, and, and Taylor wanted a, an at-bat. And, and, and Coop has just a terrible attitude. So terrible poor Chris attitude. is out there all <laughs> night. Attitude. 
Uh, all right, so so basically we saw the Celtics. I mean, you, you got to close out, son. You got to finish D's this. Too, and I was going to say good morning to oh, Mikey D, bad, but you bad. took me out of my I'm flow. Susie like, there's a flow the here. Also, who protects Mikey D like I do? As soon as I said that, I was like, why'd you say that? Of course she knows. Why you got to take me out of my flow, yo? I'm the shut. I'm going to mute my mic. Whatever, I'll tell you. I mean, well, I'll have you raise your hand, you know, I mean, so let me explain to you how my life works. And yes, we will talk with the NFL draft. Tom Pelissero is going to call in in the second hour. Marshall Falk calling in soon. Rich Eisen at the end of the show, because it's his show, he can do whatever he wants to do. True, true. And the great Amy Trask here for two segments where we're going to play a couple games with her uh, lying season or not. Everyone's lying. Everyone's lying Everyone's about who lying. they're taking. Everyone's lying about, uh, oh, we're not rebuilding. Mm. Yeah, you are. So we'll, we'll call out some liars and, and some not so liars and what have <laughs> you. But before we do that, we're going to finish NBA and then we're going we're gonna to talk about just the absolute vomit of adulation for Aaron Rodgers as he shows up today. He speaks at 11 PST, I think, 11 Pacific time yeah, here PM, on Roku Channel. Eastern, yeah, we'll talk 11, about 11 it. Pacific, yeah, yeah we'll Rodgers talk about it here on the Roku Channel. Sirius XM Radio 218 XM202. Stream it for free on the Odyssey app or odyssey.com. Follow us on Twitter slash Instagram at Rich Eisen Show. You know how to find us. Call in. Adam's in the back waiting for your calls. You know I like to stir it up, so please do call in. 844-204-RICH. But before we go to Aaron Rodgers, anything else we want to wrap up in this game? We're going to talk a lot of NBA today. I went to go put Taylor down in the, right at the end of the Devin Booker show. And Devin Booker, I mean, outscored the uh, Sorry, TJ. Outscored the Clips in the third quarter, and I think the game's over. Mm-hmm. So I go to put her down. I come back in. I'm like, what? And the Clippers had crawled back in, just clipped and... The, in the scrappiest of ways, mm-hmm. with Paul George on the bench again, and with Kawhi on the bench again watching. And yes, TJ, would Kobe have played through a meniscus injury? I gotta wonder. 24 free agency opening up. Was this the Clips' last dance? What's gonna happen? There's a lot of stuff. But also, can we also, as I just kind of say, have it like be a hot mess train of thought Wednesday? That was nice. The... Uh, the turnover situation, it was like the Keystone Cops at the end of a couple of these games, right? It was like, ah, turnover, turnover, turnover. Aaron passes out of bounds, missed shots, missed layups. The last two minutes of these games were like bananas. It was really fun to watch the NBA last night, don't you it think, was, Chris? I had zero fun watching the games last night. <laughs> um, when you're up 13 with about six minutes to go, you're supposed to win by 20 if you're yep. a championship team. Uh, you don't let a team who's on the road who is without one of their superstars, you don't let them think they have a chance. You don't let them crawl back in. You don't let them hit a few shots. You don't give them easy buckets. And that's, that's what I mean when, when I say the Celtics are a dumb team. Uh, they, just, they just make stupid, stupid moves. They do stupid things. The they chan- weren't wicked smart. They were not wicked smart. They were the opposite of wicked smart. Marcus, Marcus Smart should have been on the bench. But they don't do things that championship teams do. And that's why you know it's a really a roller coaster of emotions watching this Celtics team and in the Clippers I'll let you handle it TJ you know Russell Westbrook has been playing his heart out uh the last few games with Kawhi and Paul George uh you know out with injury uh but to go three of 18 in a game like that it's kind of disappointing would have liked to have seen that series go on since they're they're pretty evenly matched you know the Clippers are such a deep team TJ whereas the Suns are so front-loaded with superstars in their starting lineup um thought they were going to do it 
Uh, and now we get we get Phoenix and Denver, which should be an awesome second round matchup. And, but and I have to say that on top of that, it looked like they were going to stay in there without these two guys. The fact that they held KD, that they were with KD and Booker, and Booker having the night that he was, and the fact that they stayed in the game, TJ, in itself, you know, people say, "Well, it's a victory." Well, they lose anyway, but it's still a mental victory for some of these guys. And every time I see Zubats play, and I think about when the Lakers sent him across town, I think, "What for were they nothing? thinking? Just gave him to us? Nothing." You know, I'll say this about Boston real quick. You guys got kind of boned on some of those foul calls uh, on Smart near the end, at the end of the game, which, you know, a lot of times I'd rather see the ref kind of swallow the whistle a little bit. Um, so he I doesn't feel- get the benefit of the doubt there. It's, it's actually tough as the reigning defensive player of the year that he doesn't get more, exactly. more benefit of the doubt on calls, but... But um, so yeah, I I feel your pain on that. But you know, look, the Clippers, it, it, this Clipper team almost sometimes plays better without a superstar mm-hmm. because they were we scored seventy points going into the halftime, and you know things looked okay. Well, maybe we can win this game, and then the Suns come out with a fifty point third quarter. I can't remember the last time I've seen a team score fifty, and the Clippers could have just wrapped it up, start you know calling the travel agent at the end of the third, but they didn't. This team hung in there. They cut the lead to two with two minutes left. There was a chance that they could have won this game. And, you know, you can sit back and say, yeah, if Kawhi and Paul were playing, I truly do believe that the Clippers win this series. But they didn't play, and we didn't win, and it's kind of like the same old song. You know, they say the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I'm not insane. Because I don't expect a different result because I kind of understand that something is going to happen with this team every year. And, you know, it's just it, it's it's tough being a Clippers fan sometimes. But it who really was more is. insane than Devin Booker last night? I mean, you, you talk Booker about the cliche amazing. about a shooter's touch. I mean, it was like, get out of his way. Get out of his way. Just give him the ball. Get out of his way because everything he touched went to gold. Yeah, his shot was just, it was pure yesterday. And he he was, you know, 47 on 19 of 27 shooting. He, I mean, this kid, I don't know why I don't like Devin Booker. (laughs) Maybe because he doesn't play for one of my teams. But he truly is. He, He is definitely one of the best players on the planet Earth. And he showed out last night, man. Props to Devin Booker. Scoring 47 points on 27 27 shots. shots. And he only had four threes, Chris. So it wasn't like he was taking a bunch of threes. That was all, you know, jumpers and and mid-range game. The model of efficiency. And then you when you you hold Kevin Durant to 31, you know that Kevin Durant may have had the most quiet 31 points of his entire career last night. Kevin Durant has had a relatively quiet series. He scored 25 points in every single game. Yeah. And for a guy who really only played a fraction of the season and only a handful of games uh, with, with the Suns and with these guys as teammates, you know, he's doing a great job of being a superstar but really blending into the background almost. And, you know, if you want to call 31 blending in. <laughs> right. But, and allowing Devin Booker to kind of have this have moment shine, yeah. and really, you know, kind of take over this playoffs. Kawhi was the best player in the playoffs for the first two games. Well, through five games, but Devin Booker has been the star of the NBA playoffs. And feeding the big dog. That's that's also what Durant was doing, is he was dishing around. I mean, he was spreading the wealth out there last night. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton in the first half especially, he was, you know, the lane was wide open for him, mm-hmm. wide open dunks. And, you know, he finished with 21. I swear to you, it seemed like he had like 42 at one point. It just, the Suns team, though, like Chris said, they're not very deep. So I'm wondering if they can pull it off for, what, two more two more series 
to win that championship. But man, if Devin Booker and and Kevin Durant are, are doing that, that's going to be a hard. You out. have to wonder how much longer you know they can keep up this hot shooting when you're playing forty plus minutes a night. You know, at some point, the legs Fatigue, begin yeah. to go. And you kind of saw it with the Lakers uh, the other night. They were absolutely gassed in overtime. You know, LeBron kind of dig to the depths to find some energy to kind of will them to a victory, get it to overtime in the first place, and then kind of will them to a win. And you just wonder how long they can do it, especially Phoenix, who's kind of only playing six or seven guys right now. Seven, yeah. No doubt, but that is why we have the segment coming up about don't poke the bear. Because the other night, Dylan Brooks, I mean... What a mistake you made, <laughs> basically waking up LeBron. Because what I thought at the end of that game, and I, was, I know Rich didn't talk about it much yesterday, was LeBron and AD looked like men out there. Yeah. It looked like, okay, men and boys. At the end of that game, it was men and boys. Because that Lakers overtime was just an angry LeBron. And obviously the whole bellowing at the camera thing afterwards, we saw him mugging a lot and a lot of emotional response. But He missed a free throw after that. He did. And by the way, like, (laughs) he can't miss those points. But that said, don't poke the bear. It was great. It was, And and Dylan Brooks just looked like, and then he and and Ja didn't talk to the media afterwards. It's like, come on, you guys. Go out there. If you're going to, I'm all for talking a big game. Mm -hmm. Put it out there. I like that side of sports. Start chewing, but if you're going to chew, you got to stand out there and take your shots yeah. too, right? True that. Like for Dylan Brooks to kind of say the media is turning him into the villain, I find oh, kind please. of funny because you're the one who were make, like nobody forced you to make those comments, and most of the things that he says and does during the season put him in the villain category. So for him to kind of flip it, and I do agree that sometimes the media obviously can determine, you know, the way people players are perceived but in this case i think dylan brooks did a pretty good job himself kind of putting himself giving himself that black cloak if you will that villain's cloak and mask so i I can't really rock with him on that one but i tell you one thing there was a point at the end of that game when john morant i I think john morant might be too athletic if that makes sense because this man thinks that he can just jump over every and anybody and there was that play where he tried to jump over LeBron, uh-huh. and I'm going to be yeah, honest yeah. with you, I literally clo- I saw him reach his precipice. I he thought got he was going to do it. I closed my eyes because I saw him coming down, and I was just like, oh, man, this is going to be bad. And I thought he was he going to split his the- shoulder open. Yeah, and it was just like he's – man, with all that athleticism, he's got to be a little bit just smarter because you want to yeah. see Jaw for the long run, right? I don't see Jaw Morant get hurt and have his career shortened. But, I mean, I guess it's like when Chris – when you say – don't die for the end zone if yeah, you've got the ball. Don't die for the end zone. If that's your mentality, you can't just like turn that off. Yeah, you have you to be. Know? Yeah, that's learned. You that's learned behavior that to do it that way. And at the risk of sounding like Rich, I tweeted out that exact same thing. I said, "Does John ja know that he doesn't have to play like this? Right? Like you don't have to try to dunk over everyone. Like, at, at the just, risk, at the risk of sounding like Rich, that's like, funny. I, I don't have a blue check mark. Right, anymore. right, right. Oh like, God. Like just go up strong and maybe like. Pull up and do a little kiss. Or like, you yeah. don't have to try to dunk over LeBron James. He looks like the nutballs who go out there at halftime with the trampolines and go yes. flying through the air. I literally yes. thought to myself, what are you doing, kid? Get down. Just has trampolines on the bottom of his shoes. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's his, his hops are out of this world. Can we pivot really quick before we get Marshall Falk? Because sure. he's going to call in in the next segment from uh, KC, and I want to like move to football a little bit. Can we just please talk about... Just the ridiculous adulation, just the adulation for Aaron Rodgers, of course, walks in today with yet another hairdo, walks into the Jets facility, (laughs) 
greeted at the door by their owner, Woody Johnson. Robert Sala is there, and RG3 put out a great quote. He's like, find a guy to look at you the way Robert Sala looks at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the unmitigated vomiting of of adoration and adulation for Aaron Rodgers right now, it is ridiculous. Okay, you guys. <laughs> no, Susie, can you I? guys, TJ, and this like, oh, I mean, it reminded me really quick, TJ. It reminded me of another great moment in time of sports over adulation ridiculousness. Mikey, what do you got? Nothing really right oh, now. Come on, <laughs> soundbite. No, you prepped this. You're not. Wait, I just I was so shrill. <laughs> Mikey, you, you prepped it. Of all the dramatic things, of all the dramatic things I've ever seen, Roger Clemens standing right in George Steinbrenner's box. Oh my God, Mike! Mike! I always have your back. What were you doing? I always call uh, in and on, I tell Mitch. What were you doing? The sound wasn't working. I was no, trying you're, to you're oh totally my God. lying. I can't believe <laughs> you're it. You're 100% I was lying. I was going to look so you know slick. There's like a camera on you. No there's kidding. Yeah, but there's no ISO camera. I was so no, ready was to look system. slick. Like Susie went, oh, that's such a great connection. Like this absolute vomitorium of, of praise and ridiculousness. <laughs> Mike, you killed me there. I'm sorry. God. That's your number one she fan. She always right? has That's your, your back. number one fan. I'm so crushed always right has now. Your back. I was going to look so smart. Well, we can just edit it and like yeah. we'll crop it. Now, are you God. saying this as an Emmy award-winning journalist that yes. you are yes. about Aaron Rodgers? Or are you saying this as a diehard Patriots fan who doesn't like the Jets? <laughs> well, mm. you know, <laughs> I am a multifaceted person, TJ. But mm. what I am saying is like... It's ridiculous. I mean, it's so crazy. Like people are acting like um, it, it's like that. It's kind of like the waters are parting. We should have them on a boat crossing the Hudson, like Washington crossing the Delaware. It's the trade that we knew was going to happen, but took forever to happen. People are sending rich like, hey, high five, weird little memes and emojis and stuff like that. <laughs> Calm down, everybody. We knew what was going on. And oh, by the way, the most... Heartfelt, weird, unheartfelt goodbye to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers saying my heart's always going to be in Green Bay. No, it's not. It's in New Jersey. (laughs) It's in New Jersey. So I just feel like a whole lot of nothing over the Aaron Rodgers thing. And now, you know, Sauce Gardner is saying, we're definitely going to be in the playoffs. Are you? Let me see. You really think so? Mm. Yeah. I do. Kind of over it already. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. And you get to live with it for the next year. He's going to be 40 in December. And uh, I've, been, I've been saying this all week. I'm just going to keep saying it. In the history of the league, there's only been two players who had good seasons when they turned 40. Tom Brady and Brett Favre. Right. Do you think Aaron Rodgers can do it? Can Maybe. He be, can he be the third? Maybe. Will he show up early? Will he get he to know show, these guys? I mean, he's there today, but only because he's getting his jersey. So we'll is see. Looking, is he looking for an apartment? Is we'll he going to be in New Jersey? Is he going to be in New York? These are inquiring minds want to know. Funny segment of Good Morning Football where they uh, broke down the North Jersey real estate market at Jamie Erdahl props. That was funny. Uh, is he going to live in Manhattan? I don't know. Is he going to buy Kendall Roy's apartment? We'll we'll see. He's one thousand percent living in Manhattan. Right? I think yeah. You know that's like no, the old... you don't want the commute going to Florham Park through Manhattan. Every oh day. no, that's the old Pat Summerall man. Through the tunnel every day, Mike. I, nah, you oh, he's going to live in the that. city. Dorman apartment. Deal with that. He's going to be with Jeter. 
They're going to probably have like they're going to share an elevator, like one of those apartments that it comes out and it's like only two apartments per floor, maybe one. <laughs> He'll have a helicopter and it'll take him to practice. I'm there telling you, you go. No helicopter. Have a helipad no on the roof. Helicopter. Yeah. Beautiful new in building. This studio. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, Marshall Falk may or may not be on time. You know, you know how it is with Marshall. <laughs> I sit here, I hyperventilate, I wait to see if he's going to call in on time, and usually he doesn't let me down. So, Marshall Falk coming back after this. Take a quick little break here on The Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Mikey, I, I can't even tell you. I got to go back there again. I set up such a great idea. What happened? What happened? You didn't my, have my back, Mike. Susie, I just have to restart my computer. Yeah. This thing's from 2015. Mm. Not new. And I'm not blaming the computer. Yes, you are. All right. Yeah, I am blaming the computer. All right. <laughs> Mikey, I'm just letting you know. I'm sorry, Susie. You, you, you got to be there. You got to be my parachute for me, right? You got to be my safety net there. Next I time knew, I go, Susan Waldman on you. I tested it before. Higher and then register. when I went to hit it and it didn't work, I'm like, I get it. All right. As they say at HBO, let's move on. Uh, much more NBA talk ahead, just because I thought last night was just so much fun and just so crazy. And, and again, we'll talk more about the turnover clinic and about what's going to happen moving ahead. We're going to talk NFL draft coming up with Marshall Falk, obviously the NFL draft for any of you Yakos out there who are sleeping and haven't paid attention to the NFL draft that starts tomorrow night. 8 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network with, I don't know, the guy whose desk this belongs to, Rich Eisen, sitting in the chair for 15,000 hours at a time. And I don't know how you aren't sick by now, Chris, of so much of the prognostication 
and the mock drafts, oh, and this draft, and like it. again, oh, it's another example of just men being nuts. But uh, TJ hates mock draft season. I love mock draft season. I really do. I mean, it starts for me in the fall. You're just kind of getting a feel or read on everything heading into the off season, and then bam, the last three months has been crazy. I can't wait to see what happens uh, tomorrow night. We think it's going to be Bryce Young uh, first overall, and then after that, who the hell knows? But is it going to be Bryce Young first overall? I don't know. Will Levis' his friends are posting weird stuff Whoa. on Reddit, and now he's he's like five to one to be the number one pick. And then Frank Reich said yesterday there's a consensus now yeah. on who they're going to take, so they know who they're taking. I wonder if he told his wife. Who was that a couple years ago? Who was like, I didn't even tell my wife who we were taking number one. Somebody who's divorced. Somebody who's definitely divorced. <laughs> and oh, by the way, yeah. So the tell Panthers say that they said they've they got tell the your consensus pick. We'll talk to Amy Trask about that in the uh, the next hour. That whenever we're playing that, whenever we're going to have Amy on the show today, we will talk about that because I don't pay attention. They just sit me here and I just talk. But that said, I mean, we're talking about like the Panthers saying they know the draft. Does anybody they really know, know the order? And oh, by the way, an, when an anonymous post can change the flow of a draft. Oh, or just change the betting odds. Change the betting odds, you name it. Well, ask Tom Pelissero how it affects how he covers the draft because everything changes. Like, TJ, if I throw you By out the what, moment. of what's more likely, Carolina we know is going to pick first, right? Mm-hmm. But what's is it, what's more likely, that the order goes Houston, Arizona, Indy, Seattle, the next four picks, or that somebody trades up? Uh, you have to think someone trades up, right? Someone's got to trade up, right? If you want one of these quarterbacks... Do you think you need to get to two? Do you think you need to get to three? Do you need to leapfrog Indy, who's definitely taking one? Uh, what What is Vegas going to do? Is Atlanta going to move up? Could Could they, the Jets and Packers just swap picks, right? So is Green? What is Green Bay going to do at thirteen? This is going to be the most craziest first round tomorrow. Once it starts, and then once it ends, it's just going to be. I need a drink. Gee, I need to recap what just happened. You need a drink. There's champagne in the back, That's and you're true. just sitting here. So I'm just saying, All right, like, if you really break, need a I'll drink, do some. something about I'm it. Crying out loud. I just think nobody has any idea. I mean, th- look, we we, we can point. see all these mock drafts, right? Nobody's got any idea. Until <laughs> someone calls their name, we just don't know. Unless, you know, for instance, I don't know, maybe a player's mom drops a little knowledge on something. Or, I don't know. Some buddies go to Vegas and get a little two DraftKings happy or what have you, but yeah. nobody knows what's going to happen. So, how many drafts, TJ, can you possibly look at? I mean, I was, I'm driving down today, I'm listening to Dan on the way down. Mm-hmm. I have coffee in one hand. I, I'm in the left lane. Coffee in one hand, knee on the wheel. We know how you do. I'm multitasking as we come down here today on this foggy morning here in Southern California. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen here on the Rich Eisen Show, by the way. 844-204-RICH. Call because I love that stuff, please. And guys are already calling and I appreciate that. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is we can mock draft all we want. When Roger gets up there on Thursday night makes the announcement, we'll know what happens. And we know who wants what. But, I mean... How many more mock drafts can you have, people? You know, Susie, I'm kind of with you on this. I know we're a football-heavy show, and this is how we, you know, we more or less get paid to do football. But like Brockman said, I I don't need four mock drafts from like, you know, the half hour after the Super Bowl ends until this <laughs> week. I mean, it's just unnecessary because for one thing, unlike the NBA, where you kind of do have an idea of where these players are coming from. There's 150 D1 schools, not counting the D2s and maybe a D three player that could come up. You really don't know. So people doing three, four mock drafts two months ahead of the draft. Yeah. I'm just me personally. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me, but I know like there are, I'm an anomaly. I know 
there are millions more like Chris who like eat up every bit of it. Yeah, TJ. And, and I but total- I get to this point yeah. now, like about a couple weeks ago, I say about three weeks before the draft, that's when I do get into it. And I totally get your point on, hey, what's the point of doing a mock draft four months out? Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, if you are not a huge college football fan, like say you don't want to spend both weekend days you know, glued in front of your TV for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. I totally understand that. Saturday is, you know, you get stuff done day, and then Sunday you sit at home and watch, you know, Sunday Ticket and your favorite team and your fantasy and your gambling and all that. The mock drafts are a great way to just get an early feel of, oh, these are the guys who we're going to spend the next couple of months getting to know, watching workouts, hearing interviews. Oh, the combine comes up. Now we're going to watch pro days. Like these are just the guys to keep an eye on. So I think yeah, the, I think sense. the January mock draft, you know, even though it's still way down the line, the, the real draft is just kind of like, oh, who could be the seventeenth pick of the draft? Oh, it's this guy. Oh, who is Joey Porter Jr.? Oh, okay, wait, is that the guy whose dad played? Oh, right. And then you're just getting to know a lot of these kids. And now I, that part I do enjoy. And, and I think that's kind of the cool part about the the mock drafts that come way, way early. But yeah, now the mock drafts are like, oh, these are really where yeah. these guys could go. And and, I, and you're just kind of waiting for the show to start on Thursday. They are, but it's like, how many yachts can you water ski behind? You know what I mean? It's a little Gordon Gecko with How many, how many with mock this. drafts can we really water ski behind? Yeah. How many how many mock drafts can we All really water ski behind? I can't read enough mock drafts. <laughs> but Chris, you also brought up the point, like getting to know the kids. And that's yeah. why I love... You know what we've been able to do to get some of these kids on the show yeah, and get to that. know them a little bit before, yeah. because you know the people that we've had, I'm predicting we're going to have at least one, if not two, maybe gold jackets out of the guys that we've just had on the show. So yeah, I really do. That is my favorite part: getting to know these players off the football field, getting to know what their families are like, what they're like, and that's the part because I, I love stories. Mm-hmm. You know, so that part I do enjoy. Yeah, that's yeah, really fun. You know, you learn about a kid like Zay Flowers, one of 13 mm-hmm. kids who lost his mom when yeah. he was super young. We got to talk to Bijan Robinson yesterday. He's who, great, who's huh? He's probably going to be the first running back taken. Could be a top 10 pick. Will Anderson could be the first defender d- defender taken. Mm-hmm. You know, we get to talk to Bryce Young and all these kids. And it's really fun. You get a chance to you, know, you kind of get a glimpse. These guys do all the interviews with teams. And, you know, we get our chance 10 minutes, 15 minutes to talk to him. Get a little glimpse into their personality, what kind of makes them tick. I love it when we talk to the Alabama guys and, you know, you (laughs) get the story of what's the maddest you made Nick Saban. That's been a hilarious theme that we've been able to do over the last few years, you know, talking to these Bama kids. So, yeah, I'm excited. The draft is so fun. It's it's literally paperwork. It's literally something that used to be done in a hotel ballroom with old white guys on on (laughs) on hardline telephones right and and now it's this gigantic spectacle red carpet uh what the guys are wearing is such a cool thing to see each year you know the big families i love when the guys actually go to the draft and you see all their families together at the tables and the moment when they hear their name called and I, i don't love the bro hug with the commissioner i think it's a little weird but i i do like that they're into it you know, it's because this is their moment. They're, this is the moment that changes their yeah, lives their and lives their families' lives forever. forever yeah. now. And now it's like, all right, the excitement that a team gets when you take a guy that you think could turn your franchise around. If you're one of these teams that's just been terrible forever, you know, Houston and, 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 and Jacksonville and the Jets and all these teams that haven't had much success. And 
you think a day a day like the draft makes you think we could win the Lombardi next year. We could be the Chiefs. We could be the Patriots. We could win the big one, and it all starts tomorrow, and I'm, I'm just so pumped. For and it. for all the algorithms, for all the research these guys do, because they do do research, every team researches to the nth degree. I mean, they, they find any last bit of dirt, knowledge, trash, yeah. you name it, the measurements, just every single bit of deep dive into these players. An injury you had in sixth grade flag football. They yeah. Only to find. not even know how are you going to play out there? Because let's face it, you college know. is not the NFL. Not maybe the NFL, Alabama. Maybe NFL. Alabama. But college is not the NFL. And you take a gamble, you, you trade up, you leverage your team's future. I still think what the Jets did was great in terms of like, do I think it's going to be a, a Super Bowl run? Of course not. I'm a Patriots fan. <laughs> no, but, but, but right. I think it's, that it's what inspiring. they did, absolutely. It's inspiring. Mm-hmm. And that's all any fan base wants right now in this whole... Like, Look, if you think about it, there's only football for five months. There's all, the football season is relatively short, right? So you got a seven. Oh, Chris, the football season never ends. But that's what I'm saying. You got the seven month off season to just speculate, wonder, mm-hmm. debate with your friends. You get on the text thread and you, you complain about, ah, we're not doing enough in free agency. We overspent for this guy. Fans just want to be inspired so they can get excited about the upcoming year. And a move like the Jets did, getting Aaron Rodgers, come on. First ballot Hall of Famer, that's just inspiring. Yeah. That just gets you so geeked up, excited. You see the the dap the dapping up with Robert Sala today in the weight room. Oh my gosh, that's that's like Thor, like meeting. Yeah, I don't watch the Marvel movies, so I kind of <laughs> fell flat there. But it's just like, all right, let's go. I'm ready for the season to start now. They had to throw everything to get this trade. This is it. This is it. This is their patent march. I mean, they had to throw everything that they had. He's wearing to get a Aaron jet Rogers. shirt. Can you believe that? By the way, Rich will find something to be unhappy about in three, two, <laughs> and one. But the fact of the matter is, I think that what they did is great. Curious about who you think does the best mock draft. Who does the best mock draft? I love Daniel Jeremiah, not just because we're friends, not just because he comes on here all the time, but I think he is so plugged in and connected to general managers. The guy used to be a scout. He used to sit in draft rooms uh, for the teams that he used to work for. And so I just think he has a feel of what uh, is going on across the league and what's going to happen tomorrow. So I think his uh, his mock draft, he just does one. Uh, I think it airs tonight on the network, and I'm going to be tuned in because uh, that's what I think is going to be the closest to what actually goes down tomorrow. Yeah, TJ will get his popcorn out. I know you're excited to watch that down. Oh yeah, like I said, once at this point now I am excited. I don't and I, I don't. I don't get excited in March about it because it's just like there's so much speculation. But it's time now and now I'm hyped and you know, two things to to kind of piggyback on what Chris said. One thing is Unlike you, I thoroughly enjoy the hugs with the commissioner. I don't know why. I remember kind of the first year it really started when I used to be on that that thing called Twitter before they booted me off. I would literally, I took a picture every time. It was like the first year where it became a big thing. And I posted out all these hugs with the commissioner. I don't know. I feel like that's a cool moment. And it seems like the players like it and he loves it. So it's fun. But also, like you said, about giving hope. People always like, for me, I'm a Cowboys fan, as you know. People always want to yell about the Cowboys, like, well, why do you think you're going to win the Super Bowl? My thing is this. He just told you. Football is 17 weeks. If you don't believe that your team can win, if you don't think your team is going to be good, then why are you wasting your time yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> in the fandom? Like, you know what I mean? You have to go into this with hope. I, I, I honestly... 
people who don't think their team is going to be any good, I don't understand why you bother even watching them. Like, you have to have some type of enjoyment, even though, like I said, with the Clippers, I know how this season is going to end every year, but I'm a fan. So I get excited. And a masochist. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what yeah. do you think uh, Twice would be the, the best? Because I got you, two teams. What do you think the best team would be to sit in a room and watch? Like, who do you want? Whose team? Not, I mean, like war fandom room? aside. Like, like war, war room. room. Fandom aside, fandom aside, where do you want to sit and listen in? I mean, I like one team and I hate everybody else, but if I ha- can't pick the Cowboys in, I, I might have to say your team, just mm. because Belichick, obviously the greatest coach of all time. I wouldn't mind sitting there, me, Bill, Nike, sitting at the kitchen table, chilling, having a drink, seeing what goes through his mind, what his process is on draft day. I think you that know, might be interesting. You know, that's so funny because I'm going to say your team. <laughs> It's so, Are you really? It's so interesting. Yeah, and I was going to say that before you. Mm-hmm. Look, the Joneses are. Oh, they're awesome. so they're so fascinating. Yeah, you know, uh, we love Succession. I know TJ, you're not watching, but so many people out there are. Um, man, the Jerry, the, the Jones family is kind of like the Roy's, right? Except that we know who's next in line. Stephen Jones is kind of running the ship right now. Mm-hmm. But I just would love to be in there to see how it all goes down. Uh, and the way Mike, the coach is involved, because I make a lot of jokes at Mike McCarthy's expense. I just want to see what's going on in there. And I, I just think it'd be so fascinating. Jerry made a joke the other day that he wanted to take Johnny Manziel. Yeah, and, uh, that, yeah. and Stephen kind of talked him out of it. That was a genius move to talk him out of it. Although maybe Johnny would have played well. Who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I would pick the Cowboys. Yeah. You? Um. I think I'd be in the Jones Mahal. I think I'd be there. Number one, I have a feeling he'd have the best food. Absolutely. I just I see this as being like a pretty. I gotta say, the Rams joint. look like it'd be a pretty good time too. Yeah, they, well, they post these. Did you see the video they posted yesterday with I, Bri- with Brian Christen and Air Paul? I did not. Uh, they're hanging out with celebs. They got houses in Malibu. And that's the thing. I think Kara Henderson had her had her fingers in this one. I mean, this looks like it's a little bit too much. Kind of she there. could go in there and hang out if she wanted to. That's yeah. true. You, you could know? literally make one call and get us there tomorrow night. I could. Can we do it? No. <laughs> tomorrow night. What's tomorrow night? Thursday. It's the draft. Oh, to watch with I them. I want to be with sure, them. Sure, great. You want to be with them. Chris is at the window looking inside. <laughs> no, They're all no, eating no. prime rib. He's like, oh, what oh, I want to bite. I want to bite. That would be fun. Should we do it? Should we call Kara up and say uh, could be a plus three? Let's Kara right now and say I'm plus three. Do it. Well, be, mean, they, there will be tequila. She, okay, she's not expecting my FaceTime. Yeah. She would expect your I'm FaceTime. I'm busy here. I'm busy here. What is with the Isaacs? They just don't want to FaceTime anyone in the they middle of the show. They got all these fabulous Shaq friends. Shaq FaceTimed me in the middle of the show two times ago. And that I had is, to like. I mean, that happens. That's they, why I turned my phone off. Oh, no, you FaceTime them. Okay. Yeah. You guys got all these fabulous friends, and you won't like. Right. No, I'd FaceTime some of my friends that would never ask me, though. Hold on. I have to, that means I have to turn my phone on. Hold no, on. No, we, we, that's funny. We mention we mentioned your famous friends all the time. We never ask you to FaceTime. <laughs> never. Uh, Remember that time I checked out whether you were really friends with them or not because they sat next to me in a restaurant? <laughs> yeah. Did you know this, Chris? <laughs> Do you know the story? <laughs> no, he doesn't. No. Da- oh, you are not here. No. So I'm in Studio City. I'm meeting my friend Colleen for a little four or five o'clock little, you know. <laughs> A little, a little, a little, uh, so we're sitting in some place, which I would just say some place in Studio City because I don't know the sure, name of it. Of course not. In walks Ashton and Mila. And they go and they seat them next to us. And I'm like, do I do it? Do I test it out? 
whether TJ's been, you know, Making coming correct. She or thought is I this was a maybe stalker lying. friendship? Is this like a stalker friendship? It's like, do you really know him? Turns out my friend Colleen and Ashton had worked together. So they're having oh. that uncomfortable, like, hey, hey, remember when we had a production company together conversation? <laughs> and, you know, and it was a lovely conversation. And, you know, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send out a little reel. I'm going to just see if it can catch a bass in the river. I said to uh, Mila, we have a friend in common. And she looks at me like, oh, God, who's this wackadoo? I said, it's T.J. Jefferson. She goes, what? T.J. Jefferson? I said, yeah, my husband is Rich Eisen. She's like, oh, my God. We love Rich. We love TJ. Bubba. I'm like, well, I guess he actually is friends with them. So, and and, and you text me like, should I say hi? I did. I did. <laughs> like I was going to be like, no, I don't really know him. Don't say hi. And it was really sweet. And, and you weren't lying. And so I gave you props for that. Okay, we're going to go to break. I'm going to Facetime Kara, and I'm right. going to find out if I can find out where Marshall is because clearly he's. He's probably on, uh, he's, he's probably somewhere. on he's probably on like the seventh hole right now. He's one under. No, right. he's so annoying. Like, let me just put it out there. Marshall, you're so annoying. All, All right. right. Also, we'll take When fo- we come back, I'll either have found Marshall phone or not, calls. and we'll find Kara Henderson. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Susie Schuster back in here at the Rich Eisen Show. Happy to be with you all on Roku. Thrilled to be back. Happy to have me here. I know you are, TJ, because I brought donuts and well, I get it's, it. It's a treat to have I you here, I get it. Always. Chris is still waiting on the champagne. I'm just saying some of us are <laughs> thirsty. I do want to get to the calls. There, yeah. Well, Chris, while we take some calls, you know, uh, a little running man in the back. No, you can stay for the calls because right, I because cool. I know Manny from El Paso wants to hear yeah, from you. Manny. Hi, Manny. How are you? You think Aaron Rodgers is annoying, huh? <laughs> I, I agree with you 100%. First of all, nice to finally talk to you, Mrs. Eisen. It's Hello, a pleasure. That's Rich's mom. My doing? name is Susie. Hey. Mrs. Eisen is, is Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured out Aaron Rodgers. It took me a couple weeks, but I figured out. He wants to be a comic book supervillain. He wants to be the Mr. Burns of the NFL. Ooh, the, the Mr. Newman, Burns of the NFL. So I like it. Uh-huh. Or the Newman, so to speak, of, of football. He's over here telling reporters to relax. Of course, he doesn't reveal, He doesn't want to reveal his evil schemes. He's over here reminding bearish fans that he owns them. I mean, hello, darkness retreats. That's the dark side right there. 
All I know is that he's out to tarnish the the memory of Brett Favre. In a couple of years, he's going to be wearing Vikings purple. Wow. More importantly, <laughs> more importantly, congratulations to everyone on that set right now for another sports Emmy and bringing Roku along with you guys. Thank you. It's thank you so time. much. It's well-deserved. And speaking of awards, two words about uh, uh, about uh, Rich's uh, Canton speech. That myself, that on its own, is Oscar-worthy. Yes, yeah. I do believe this show can win the EGOT. I watched over and over again as Rich brought down the hail, the fire, the brimstone, <laughs> and it was beautiful. My God, how he left everyone speeches. That was almost in light. Well, Manny, I want to thank you so much for that, Manny. As the resident Emmy award-winning <laughs> reporter on the show. Wow. Local or national? Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, as the, lo- <laughs> as the resident Emmy award-winning journalist on the show, do you think maybe that they got nominated, you guys got, got nominated this year because I'm on the Emmy reel? Hey. Did it ever occur to you that maybe, just maybe... I thought Rich was doing you a salad. The Susie bump. Do you think so? That's what we needed. <laughs> oh, yeah, Chris? You think you're doing me a salad? I, I do know this. Hey. That day you drove in the work. Yep. And we oh. had that convo. And I said that day, I'm like, that is on our Emmy roll 1,000%. And I think that kicked the Emmy roll off. You two driving the work together is comedy. TJ, I'm, I'm just saying somebody's got an uh, somebody's got a trophy here. There's got to be some kind of correlation. <laughs> well, it, I'm just saying. There's you two know, of you because I'm Mike will be sure to you. let you no, know. No, I don't have any. Well, Mike's got like 15 guys. I I'm here for you. Today. I screwed up early. Let me help you guys <laughs> get back. there. I'm just saying. Let me Did help you guys. Give one back. Yeah, when I messed up Susie's thing. Oh yeah, that, that yeah, sucked. Yeah, that it's like losing you. a star in Ohio State. You're down to six. What do you have? Do you have six or seven? Seven. You're down to six. God, I'm still. You, I had forgotten about it because you know I have no memory, and now now I'm hurting all over again. Susie, man. Uh, Dane in Tampa. Oh. Hi, Dane. How are you? Hey. How are you? Good to have you on. I finally get to call in with a great Susie Schuster. I'm so happy yeah. that you did so. How are you today? What's on your mind? I want to talk a little bit of Bucks football. Okay, what do you got? Uh, I, I just feel like they're trying a little too hard this year. We had the perfect recipe for uh, Caleb Williams next year. And we're going out and we're signing Baker and we're putting all this effort in and moving money around. And, I mean, we have $75 million in dead money this year because of all of it. I mean, I think Tom Brady, we had the most exciting three years in Tampa that we've ever had. No doubt. <laughs> but uh, but that, that phase is over, and I think it was time for a rebuild. And I heard you were talking earlier about teams that are, oh, we're, we're not rebuilding. Well, I, I think the, the Bucks really are faking it a little too hard. <laughs> Uh, this is my theory on this. It, when you say that you're not rebuilding, it's like when you say no disrespect, but of course you're rebuilding. <laughs> if you're not rebuilding, then what's the point of having the job? Don't you think, Dane? I mean, every team is rebuilding. And I heard Carson Palmer talking about Caleb and obviously these USC quarterbacks stick together, but everybody who walks into an NFL building every day of their life is rebuilding. There's no doubt. Right. And, I mean, you're looking at the roster. I mean, I have the roster up in front of me right now. We have Mike Evans, who has been giving up money every single year. He's, I mean, Tampa's going to love that man until the day he dies. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you want to do right by him, if he, if he wants to leave Tampa, send, send him somewhere where he can win another championship. Right. Send him to the Jets. <laughs> you know? Please, God. Um, oh, send God. Him somewhere. <laughs> send him, but, you know, send him somewhere. Somebody's looking for a pass rusher. We have Shaq Barrett. I mean, he's coming off of injury. I understand that's a little harder to sell, but... You know, if you're if you're sitting in the bottom of the first round and you want a pass rusher and you don't want to give up your first rounder, I'm, I'll, I'll take your third rounder for Shaq Barrett. You know, yeah. <laughs> so 
Um, I don't know. That's just my opinion on, on the whole situation with the Bucks. And I understand that everybody has jobs that they want to keep. Uh, and how dare they try. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know. I hear you. I hear you. And uh, just hold tight. Keep up hope. You're going to rebuild, I promise. <laughs> I mean, all these liars. Uh, everyone's rebuilding. I think you just lied to Dane. Did I? <laughs> Did I? I said giving him hope? Yeah, but giving him false giving hope. Him false By hope. the way, Dane brought up, I guess, kind of a point I wanted to talk to you about earlier. You know, we obviously know we've got these top four quarterbacks in the draft, but you think maybe you guys have their eye on next year? Maybe something we can talk about next hour? Maybe they're looking ahead? If you don't have your eye on next year, you're not doing your job. Yeah, so that, maybe that might stop one of these teams from taking a quarterback this year, but then you'd have to stink for a whole year. I oh, God, know. I mean, that's honestly. So fun. That's then, why this is now fun, because now you just don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know, but that's when you're like, you're sitting here thinking like, well, what kind of job are you doing if you if you aren't? We're going to take a quick break, hour two ahead for us. All of you on hold, we're going to come to you in the next hour, I promise. I won't leave you.